G'day viewers and welcome to another fantastic episode of the Hidden City Roller Derby. I'm your host Simkov. How's it going? Well, I don't know why I'm listening tonight. I got a feeling that the cards just ain't right. I'm so salty, must not give in to rage. And I'm wondering what those rollers will say. Scarves to the left of me, cheers to the right. Here I am, gonna roll a derby tonight. Gonna roll a derby tonight. Gonna roll a derby tonight. I think we're, no, we're growing, man. No, we're good. We, yeah. we had a few people We've listening. Got another review. Yeah, yeah. So we're uh, live from uh, Coyote and Floyd once more. Um, studios here in an undisclosed location in Victoria, Australia. <laughs> um, hosted by uh, the wonderful Merlin. How are you? Doing all right. No worries. We've got uh, Glenn. Hello. Here you go. Sound off, repeat, return, consecutive episodes, JK. Hey, Matt. How you going? Good to be back. Was that a mate to the to the to the collective roller, mates. or was that to mates? To mates? Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry I think mate, mates plural in Australia, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and 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 returner and founding roller, Mister Bert Toriadori, aka the guy who is not bad. <laughs> Dude, I'm I'm just so glad that I could be here this time, and uh, I kind we, of forced this together in a way because I was butthurt that I missed last week. So I'm glad. So this is, we are um, taking a short break from our hardcore World Cup training regime. Well, not World Cup, sorry. We, <laughs> we totally, totally crashed out of that. Yeah, the World what, Cup. What World Cup, dude? <laughs> That's just a bad night, zero three nightmare. Oh, really? Zero three? <laughs> oh, we, we got pants. That is brutal. <laughs> we got absolutely pants. Uh, no, no, the uh, Worlds in, uh, in the wonderful Roseville mm. coming up in a time of recording about Four weeks for Minnesota, another. right? Yeah, yeah. just California, Philly, Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, Roseville is the the name of the the suburb that's uh, famous for having the first Target in all of America. <laughs> wow! <laughs> hey, how long did you spend on the wiki page for the places to go, bro? <laughs> so some of us were uh, building decks, and uh, Ben decided that he just wanted to have some fun facts to share. No, look, there's nothing to throw your opponent off more than just throwing a fun fact at them. You should do that in the middle of a game. <laughs> like when you're at well, just look at your opponent in the eye and say, hey, did you know <laughs> that this town is the first town that had a target in America? I feel like I already knew that. Like somebody's already oh, given me that fact already. The RDB, the Roseville database. <laughs> it's like the, it is the only fact about Roseville? RDB. Man, this is so intimate. It reminds me of one of the first casts we did where we casted a game on uh, Twitch. Here. Oh yeah, that was cool. That was fantastic. Yeah. All just sitting around the lounge, pounding chairs. the sake, and, and that was for CanCon, wasn't it? Oh no, that, that was, was like round Oz season one of the Australian hey, Discord League. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Putting you on the spot here. What's been going on, Oz Discord? I've just been, to be honest, I've just been a little lazy. Um, Work on that that, that, that uh, novel. Uh, some <laughs> uh, I'm a, I'm a Dota. <laughs> Dota. Yeah, you, you guys have seen my Discord. You know what? You know what I've been doing. The hidden city rollers. I, look, I've, I've been exceptionally busy with all the things I do. Yeah. And um, but yeah, uh, I think tonight I was just discussing with you guys. I want to do something where we take back some of the world's prizes and offer it up for the next season, oh, which yeah. I'll probably be announced. I think we should announce the next couple of days and get it kicked off before just, we leave. Just announce it now, right now. All right, sign up. <laughs> sign up will be linked in this podcast. Oh, is one okay? And what's special about this this one? The lead up to Worlds is going to be Hang some on. world prizes. Did, did we actually do the Australian Werewolf in Paris thing? That's still on. It's been iced because <sighs> the World Cup furor kind of took over it a bit. And then mm. 
Um, yeah, the French guys were just like, yeah, like everyone's busy with school holidays because a lot of them are dads apparently. So right. I don't know. Yeah, I will try and get that sorted out because I really do want to finish that off. That'd be great. Get some Gru Clan games in. So um, many Gru's. <laughs> many Gru's. Uh, so I think it's been a week now since <laughs> the new first turn rules have been in play and Hawk Tat seems to have disappeared from the meta. R.I.P. Hawk. Yeah, rip, I think, rip, it's, I think still, it's still a good card. It's still not legal until I think October 9th is the actual yeah. official date. I know, but like, you know. <laughs> well, on Jagoku, I think I've still been getting the passing <laughs> Shout out to Jadiel. <laughs> but, uh, I think, uh, I guess most people have been playing with the culture of that. The, most people seem to play with the erratas in place. Is that right? So if we go to this tournament tomorrow in Melbourne, we can like play Busted yeah, you Hawk can, Tattoo. Yeah, you can say, sorry, it's not official until Ooh, the 10th. <laughs> Yeah. I'm, t- I'm playing dragon <laughs> really want them promos you know do we feel like do we feel like now having played for a week the dragon is has suffered at all or does it feel like it's still not a bad deck to play it just gave him room to play better cards than hawk tattoo they, they can just switch that out for you know that extra finger of jade or um, i'm not sh- yeah i'm not sure Indominal. dragon has been hurt at all yeah but in general, the game has less feel bad moments, so it was it was good. Yeah, like some rando crane hawk tattooing you, and you know it costing you a turn. Doesn't the, really the card didn't anymore. feel very skillful, right? Like someone just pulls in your big unit for one and wastes your conflict. That's not a skillful yeah. move. It's or, not like setting up a combo or anything. It's I mean, just, it's, it generally wasted your turn, so yeah. it just felt bad. So anything that makes the game feel less bad is good. Yeah. Solid math. So I think I think it hasn't hurt Dragon at all, but it has made the game feel fairer. I don't know if it actually is fairer, but yeah, it's it's still kind of also at least made people question whether Let Go was the correct splash card. Uh, <laughs> the, the answer is yes. Yes, <laughs> yes. But at least you had that little question mark over it, rather than just instant, you know, Let Go Hawk Tattoo, and then you just roll a dice if you want three or two. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it felt it felt kind of like Corset when Fury Let Go was just too good to pass up for most clans. And it was just a no-brainer. And anytime a decision's a no-brainer, it's a bad part of the game, I think. So second going second was a no-brainer, mm. and now it's not. And people are experimenting with different strategies for different matchups and stuff. So that's great for the game. And I've been enjoying it a lot more. I still generally prefer to go second because I like to counter-punch on that first turn. But Yeah, I think going playing? second's still best. Yeah, but I feel I'm like not, you... I'm not convinced. I'm, 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 jury is still out from my perspective. But I'm thinking like as a as a long time Scorpion player, if I'm playing traditional Scorpion, I feel like I'm still I don't really have a chance against Dragon. It's still a pretty tough matchup. But I actually feel like what's really important with Scorpion is getting the passing fate. So how do I get the passing fate? I go first. So like yeah, it's a reasonable yeah. reasonable consideration. Is, yeah, yeah. So and I, we I, should take this guy's word as gospel because he just honoured me out with a phoenix <laughs> old box seeker of air playing deceptive offers. So I think uh, yeah, <laughs> twenty five. <laughs> First time I played that deck. No, nah, it's a, awesome. It's a lot of a lot of fun. I mean, I'm I'm just enjoying mucking around with a bunch of different decks, uh, trying to narrow down the options for worlds. Because I mean, it's interesting because we officially we don't actually know what the meta is going to be because the last few cards that got um, leaked, they didn't get spoiled. They got leaked uh, at time of press about a day ago from when we were recording this. Um, we only just know now, four weeks out, what 
you know what what the operating environment is going to be for worlds. Does I mean, it, there's still a question about restricted list, right? Because Thrones still just up in the had, yeah, Thrones just had a new restricted list well, drop like two days ago. But was that as part of a rules reference guide update? I have no it idea. Was, it, was, it was it was separate. Um, oh, it was just it was just an announcement. It was like a news article, just specifically for a change to the restricted list for Thrones. So potentially there could be an update to restricted list. For legend before worlds, right? I, I, In theory, you'd like to, you'd like to feel that after each cycle, and after they've seen the meta settled per cycle, that they reflect on it. Yeah, they would review and it. and then yeah. review it rather than wait. You know, you want to do it before worlds, before the premiere after. event in the yeah. calendar. Well, it's yeah. interesting. Like, do you want to do it now? And there's basically a frenzy of testing for four weeks, or if even less say if they do four it weeks. less than four weeks, so say they do it in a week, right? Like next week they do it, right? When Once the Scorpion plant clan pack's actually out, because presumably it comes out next week, um, then you've got three weeks under a completely new environment. It does make Worlds super exciting because you've got like all this new stuff. But, but it, I mean, it also makes it more balanced, right? The restricted yeah. list is an acknowledgement of some cards being beyond curve. So would you rather play in a three-week tested environment or in an environment where cards that are acknowledged as busted or off curve are still in the game yeah it would there would be nothing worse than like a week after worlds they announce a new restricted yeah, list yeah and you're just true. like well the it's world true. championship's a paper championship it happened to me in san francisco where it was the final kotai played with oh, the yeah. pre before there was a restricted list at all and i was lucky because we had the melbourne one a week later so i got to play in the new meta as well but it did feel a little weird at the kotai i asked people how they felt about it and they're like yeah it's a little odd Playing in like an old format, so essentially. We can acknowledge the the worst form of communication would be to announce the restricted list a week before Worlds and it not be active at Worlds. So, yeah. like knowing the restricted list and going, well, we're playing in this old environment. Yeah. Before Worlds. But it also then yeah. doesn't address any issues with cards that are in the Scorpion pack either. Um, That's fine. For reference, Netrunner did a restricted. They they only first ever restricted list for the game mm-hmm. about I think a month and a bit before Worlds last year. So everyone was really excited because the game had been pretty busted for about oh, about yeah. a year because the MWL the previous basically they tried to adjust influences first before actually having a restricted list. And it just didn't work. People were happy to pay the influence cost to still get the most busted cards, but that made the meta really exciting at Worlds. You saw a huge diversity of clans and decks. I think it's also exciting if you do have a restricted list going into Worlds that um, people surprise you with their plays. Yeah, like your honor, your Phoenix Scorpion honor deck can just surprise have that surprise factor, which is what I want. What you want in the Swiss rounds, the top cuts are a bit different because everyone gets to see what your list is. But yeah. well, I don't know. But we're not even sure if that's a rule. Yeah, we're not sure if that's going to happen again. Yeah. It did happen last year, though, at Worlds, right? Yeah. So that, that's actually the thing that stops me from finalizing my deck, right? Because I need to know if I need those assassinates or uh, censures in As there. As a 1x. You know, yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, so forgive me, was the clarification, was it? Is it that Cascade had been um, forcing it, even though FFG had never said... It was it's never, it's never in any of their official yeah. materials except yeah. at except Worlds. Except for Worlds. Yeah. Yeah. Is there a, and was there a Worlds rules document last year? Had, had I don't know. know. Oh, had, I didn't go. So how did people know, know before, they, before they showed up? Did they yeah, know? I don't actually know. <laughs> now that yeah, you right. asked the question, I'm not sure. I can't remember. So 
on some, some other tangential news is we do have a new national champion sitting at our table, just not for this game. <laughs> <laughs> we did have a... Uh, I believe he's a five-time five time national, national champion, champion. Uh, for Vampire the Eternal Struggle. So three of us at this table, Birdie, Jay, and myself went and played um, the Vampire, which is a multiplayer game, Richard Garfield, creator of Keyforge, created a couple of other card games that are okay as well, but mostly Keyforge. Mostly Keyforge. But, you know, I was, I was reflecting on that tournament, um, interesting tournament. I won't go too much into detail, but reason I bring it up is because we often complain here in L5R that our timeout rules are tough. And, you know, and, and it's true, like our timeout rules aren't perfect and there's a lot of work that needs to be done on it, but like it's not simple. Vitez has been going for, what, 20 years or something? Since 1994. 24. Yeah, Jesus. 24. 24 years. 24 years. Wow. And it's um, had a two-hour time limit at a tournament level for most of that time. Not all of that time, but certainly most of that time. And and the way they handle timeouts is is very different. And we had a situation on the, on, on the, uh, the weekend there where, um, like, Vitez, you've got five victory points that are potentially claimable. And as the winner of that tournament, how many did you claim at the, the table? On the there? finals table. The finals table. Five players on the finals table. Zero, zero point five. And they got you there. <laughs> got me on the line. So the, the finals table timed out without anyone claiming a scalp, which basically meant that we went to count back on to Swiss to decide who the national champion which, was and I was top seed. So it's like winning the grand final by default. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> to, but, a, to a controversial is, call. It's yeah. kind of like a double-edged sword though because on one hand you've got um, like as it's it means that the rounds count. So it's like Swiss rounds counting, strength of schedule counts. But sometimes you can't control both within L5R and other card games. You can't really control who your opponents are. You know that in Swiss and L5R you're going to be Theoretically, if you're winning games, you're going to face tougher opponents. But those first few rounds are extremely variable. So it's a, it's a, I don't know. Like I don't know what we can learn from timeouts from from Vitez, if anything. Well, um, they're they're always unfun. They're always a lame. I mean, I, I I won the national championships due to a timeout, and it felt it didn't feel good. Like winning via timeout, winning by default doesn't feel good as a general rule. But Merlin, you played a lot of big events in the like old L5R. Big by Australian standards. By Australian standards there, right? Can you remember any finals being decided by timeouts? Timeouts? Yeah. No. Although we yeah, we did Old the whole format thing was in best one of three day. though, right? It was best yeah. of three and it was a, and you had a sideboard in some of the events and also it was it de- a lot quicker of a game. Yeah, it would depend on what season you were playing in. So when I played in the finals um that year, it was just a best of one. It was just Okay. I like the sudden death. It's, it's, there's more glory to it in a way. <laughs> I don't know. Like people say, I want best of threes to reduce variance. Like, why not play best of a thousand then? I like the sudden death. Yeah, I, think- I don't. I think I think you need to strike a balance between what's practical and actually trying to determine the best player. So I think the Swiss rounds get you a set of the best players, and then single elimination. I think is the best that you can really ask for, given the practicalities. And which which arc was it where if you were tied at the end of the game you had a two minute discussion and if you couldn't decide who the winner <laughs> was, was you both bit, just I think lost. It was the whole no, game. Was that there was a, there was a dice roll Emperor, and I think it was most Emperor, of them. right? I thought it was most of them actually. Yeah, that's great. Like, yeah, it was. You it was like really that? Good. Yeah. Uh, I don't you know. both you both just lose. I feel bad. I feel bad winning and losing on dice rolls. I only no, ever no, not, had not the dice rolls and you have a discussion and if you can't come to some kind of agreement then you both just lose. Sorry. Mutual seppuku. Do you know, yeah. I have I had one one double loss. I don't know how I feel. The, my opponent would not agree to a dice roll. Thought he had me 
over a barrel and I was explaining to me, you're allowed to open your hand up as well. Yeah. And yeah. you could go, hey, yeah. well, I've actually got these cards here. Um, and I was explaining to him that I thought I had a pretty good shot. And in the long run, I thought, you know, but I'm happy to take a dice roll. He he said, nah, I got you. And that was, um, that was actually a... Uh, Conan, which is a rival of <laughs> rival of um, of Merlin at the table oh, that's, here, that's a fellow your, your Phoenix, Phoenix nemesis. Yeah, and and I was playing a uh, Scorpion Dishonor deck, which is very unlike me. <laughs> okay, maybe not. And he was playing a Phoenix Honor deck, and you know they were kind of like counter, they were like balancing each so, other. So did you math it out, and you had won mathematically, and he still no, no, I mathed to... it out, and it was I thought it was quite variable. I thought I had a pretty good shot. Oh, okay. But there so was still a few there was things. a question mark. Yeah, there was right. definitely a question mark. Um, he definitely had a shot. He wasn't out of the game at all. But like I thought, it was a bit of a. And he just, he wouldn't roll a dice. So I'm like, all right, screw it. I'm, I'm going to put my foot in the sand too. I said, I'm happy to roll a dice, but I'm not conceding. <laughs> so did it become a double loss? A yeah. double loss. I think, I think that's That's fine. manning up. That's called and that manning was, up. And that was actually the um, the cote that my friend Brad from uh, from Perth uh, ended up winning with Mantis. And he beat Jay Absolutely in a- warmed my zombie death. In a semi-final. Well, <laughs> actually, it wasn't- spider zombie death. <laughs> yeah, it didn't warm her. He just wait. It was like- it was at a critical point. You both in the old L five R. You know, it was all about building your armies up, and you had you had that disgusting. Like, <laughs> it was great. recursion. It counters it. It, was it had the Nate French. Re- but I mean, you're always like rallying against recursion in card games. But you relished. You loved the recursive nature but of he, that. He's zombie. a self hating power gamer. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll hate myself, but I'll still take advantage of it. <laughs> you have to. Yeah. Yeah. If you can win a champ. Um, it's like when Dragon beat his father. I won't play it, Dragon. Right? People complain about busted cards, but everybody plays busted cards. Nobody oh, plays yeah. cards that are fair. Never. You, why would you, you switch, Why would you do that? Switch out all your fans and katanas for your seal of your clan and prove everyone wrong. <laughs> they're, not, they're not busted cards, though. Why am I playing with them? No, katana, katana and... Uh, fan mm. like their power level, like most people include auto include mm. at least one or two mm. so, yeah so reduce that to plus one for the seal mm. make, make use of the traits the shinobi trait the Kelvin make trait. use of that busting dragon the scorpion will be a thing do we think that now that um you know we've got these few extra including a few extra cards we just saw that shinobi are are a thing like let's have a look like i think there was a new shinobi card was there Bert might have one in front of him are we you yeah, want to talk spoilers. about new stuff? Spoilers. Yeah. Well, not spoilers. Leaks. I mean, they have been hard leaks. Right. All right, guys. Do, do, does it count as a leak if they get leaked on the previously official street date that the company announced? I'm pretty sure that today was the <laughs> yeah, day that this was supposed to be out. Yeah, that was yesterday. So thank you to whoever uh, did FFG's job for them. We won't but, say uh, their name because they might get in trouble. <laughs> they didn't leak to us. They leaked no. to the global Discord. So. The Scorpion chat, the cesspool of the L5R Discord. <laughs> uh, the most so genteel. Why don't we start <laughs> with this character? All right. So this is Bayushi Collector. It's a two for a one, two courtier with one glory. One influence conflict character. Um, and it has an action. Choose an attachment attached to a dishonored character. Discard both that attachment and the character's status token. So this thing can discard clouds on your own dishonored guys and remove their dishonored and tokens. And re-put them back to ordinary, yeah. Yep. Sweet. And also uh, is another, you know, relatively inexpensive attachment hate card and it gives you a courtier, which to this point, the only conflict courtier for Scorp was Kachiko. What do we think about this? 
Well, you actually played this, didn't you? Just I then. I did in that, that like Phoenix Honor deck. <laughs> 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 Fucking hell. <laughs> I'm going to never leave that game down, man. <laughs> You've heard it here first, Phoenix Honor. No. Um, I think no, this is incredible. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean... Attachment hate in Scorpion is a continuing theme. I'm, I'm not entirely <laughs> sure it should be consolidated in the one claim. Maybe they should spread the love a little bit. But yeah, she's amazing in every respect. She's like a calling in favors on crack. Do we, is she better? Is she better than that Crane character that came out? Yes. In the current environment, I would say yes. Just yeah? because of how important attachments are, I would say. Yeah, I think so too. I, I think playing that out of Phoenix, actually, that's what I was thinking when I saw the card. I'm like, maybe I just go Scorpion Splash. Well, one of the great things about the card, I love the design of the card, is that it's got one influence value. And as a Scorpion player, I don't want to spread the love too far. But as a <laughs> player of L5R and wanting a game that's interesting and, and you know other clans to have options, one influence means that it's not a huge cost for card slot-wise. And not a huge cost for card slot-wise for um, other clans. So... I think it's good. If you're going to introduce attachment hate and it's going to be clan specific, then make the influence cost low whilst attachment hate is scarce. You know, So either make it neutral or make it a clan specific one with low influence cost. It allows you to uh, play around Breach of Etiquette as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> just in case that card um, was troubling now, you. Okay, so I, I just want to shout out more good card design here, right? So... The thing is that it's a the one two courtier conflict side. Forget about the ability. The ability is obviously fantastic, right? But if you're playing against some cheeky crane who's playing no attachments or or a line that's playing no attachments, it's still a one two courtier in the conflict side, which lets you play forged for shames, drops a character in. Like it's good by itself. Like it's fine by itself. The fact that it's got a great ability. Is- I mean, what is she's one cost, right? Yeah, two, cost, two, 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 two cost, cost, one, two, one, one two. glory. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's a good step block for cost. Plus, she has MC a word. pretty great ability. Yeah. I'd, I'd kill for this as a blank card in Lion Dynasty. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, <laughs> you know, Come on. I, I would kill for this, mate. <laughs> you know what I think the irony of that card is? Is that the Scorpion Phoenix matchup was really terrible for a long time because all the all the Phoenix guys got dishonored. So this one, you just play a Scorpion card in Phoenix, and then it gets rid of the dishonor for you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah? I think I, al- I think also something to consider is that um, if a Shinobi deck does become viable, moving into uh, you know the new meta, it actually allows them to have courtiers, so you can play your Shinobi from uh, Dynasty side and still be able to play Forged Edict if you go that route. Yeah, you probably would go charge in that in that deck. But do you guys think that we're at a way. point where you're wanting to be playing basically ten conflict characters in most decks, or is it approaching that point? Like they're getting so good that they're better than like this character. I mean, Scorpion, if it were Dynasty, definitely. you'd play it, right? Yeah, you still play three of them if it was a Dynasty character. But it's even better that it's conflict. Scorpion are really spoiled for choice as far as conflict characters go. Probably more than any other clan. I think. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The beauty of it is that you can reduce your attachments and score. So that you can sort of have the robust event suite and then have 10 characters that kind of have actions that are better than the attachment. You know, like if you're paying one for an attachment, why not just pay two for a stat block and a removal of an attachment? And enabling like for shame and yeah. Yeah, Forge Edict as well. Yeah, she's incredible. All right, so we're all pretty hot for teacher on that one. Uh, so <laughs> go to the next card. Let's do it. All right, so this one is Stolen Secrets. It's a one cost event with three influence, Scorpion event. Um, action during a political conflict remove one fate from a friendly participating character 
Search the top four cards of an opponent's conflict deck for a card. Remove it from the game face down and put that card. Uh, put the other cards back on top in any order. Uh, while removed from the game, you may play that card as if it were in your hand. So super expensive, right? Huge cost. One Huge fate cost. and one fate off a participating friendly character in a political. So this is my this is my thought on where this card could be useful. Because in general, I look at that and I go, huge cost, coaster. Like, I think it's best resting underneath my drink. So, is the, hang on. Is the fake cost of the character part of the cost of the card? It's one, for the, right? one for the event. So, it's pre-dash. And, and it's pre-dash, yeah. So, yeah. then it can be, like, cancelled? Yeah. After, <laughs> after you've paid the fake right. cost, right? So, in general, it's horrible. However, where I think it would potentially have an application, like, always trying to find some way of making these cards usable, right, is... If the environment becomes so degenerative or you have a deck that is so frightened of, you know, one particular card because you can, you know, you can basically use that card to quarantine something. So I could quarantine a Void Fist and say, because the card goes face down that you take. So you go, you know what? Yes, you're allowed to play it, but, you know, just take that Void Fist, put it face down. It's not in the discard pile. It's not in their hand. So you've actually removed like two cards yeah, from the it's, game. Yeah, it's best use is when there are certain problem cards in a particular matchup. It yeah. might be good as a one-off. One thing One thing I was thinking about when looking at this card, it does seem like incredibly high cost. Hmm. And a lot of the time, it's not going to be that useful. Um, but in the mirror, if you go and pull their four genetics away from them and then get to play a fourth foot, like swinging the four genetic count from four to two, from huge, three to three, huge. it's a big swing, right? Yeah, very or like big. pulling their fate worse than death, or pulling their last catch card of their deck. Um, I think in the mirror it could be good. I, I don't know if it'll actually see that much. Play it might be. A, you guys are like, you guys are just like thinking ground level here, guys. Oh, here we go. It's a Glenn, the Glenn special, the Glenn special. I love it. First off, you can steal their duty, so you can take. Uh, you oh, can take their, yes, you can. can take their limit one per deck card, yeah. and make it zero limit per deck. Where you know that's how balance should be. But more importantly, you can blackmail their character that has a fate, pay the cost, remove the fate, oh. remove the fate and then get the card. So um, it makes blackmail more, no, more playable. And then, then get this, you take their um, spies at court that's in their deck, then you play it on their play Just it on their, their character. You are mad wizard. Just reminds <laughs> their character completely. Just, just all about value. You can also but, just embrace the void, right? To pull the fate back that you lose. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so like you know, that becomes makes it a negligible cost. But um, the the beauty of that card that, is that, that there'll that's be still a, a f- that's still four fate you've just <laughs> for that for that blackmail and the well, card. It's essentially it's a fate worse than death, just in a really weird way. <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't that doesn't send and you does, home or bow you. It doesn't blink. Well, it does bow them at the end of the conflict. Right. So, Glenn, sure. I guess what what, he, what Glenn's saying is, why play fate worse than death in one neat package when you can play it in five scattered, fragmented, <laughs> combo ways? Way. Because they'll never Pieces. they'll never expect it. That's yeah. the, see it coming. That's the point. <laughs> I think I think I well actually my point there would be also that if there becomes cards that let you take control more easily than yeah. blackmail i agree yeah, um, yeah there you go it definitely becomes a card worth considering because you're paying one fate to remove a fate off their character so when there's temporary temporary control gaining effects yeah, yeah. or um or when when the mill deck becomes a thing out of phoenix um where you can run stolen breath and uh, not stolen breath um uh, infiltrate oh, yeah. and and uh the lighthouse mm-hmm. and this card you might be able to mill them by turn ten, uh, which which is always. Hey, peasants' advice also helps with the mill. I think pulling pulling a Pathfinder's Blade from your oppo- dragon opponent's deck and then using it to dodge Resto would be pretty hot as well. Yeah, <laughs> quick, like little things. Quick temperature. Want to take the temperature here? 
peasants' advice, does that make Mill now as that reach critical viable? Does <laughs> <laughs> it reach critical mass? I, I think it's more about you guys are fucking you, delusional. It's more about can you can you mill enough good cards on their deck to make them auto concede? Where they just go like, well, you've you know you've milled all three of my pathfinders, but concede. You know, so for instance, there's a deck in Destiny right now. It doesn't do anything other than it looks at the opponent's hand each turn, yeah. but you do it three times. <laughs> so people can so see to you. People. So you just look at their hand and you spend two minutes looking at their hand and then giving it back <laughs> and you do it again. <laughs> and you do it again. <laughs> you don't do anything else. Is there a time limit that you can spend looking uh, at someone's hand? I don't know, Jay. Is there a time limit in L5R to make a decision? Well, no. No, yeah. So, so you can literally just time the game out looking at people's hands F- and achieving nothing. FFG, FFG games are very much like, I can spend 10 minutes playing the game and win, and they can spend 15 minutes trying to work out, you know, what, is, what does this card do? <laughs> uh, what decision then? We, how much, you know, there, we all, there's, there's always that player in the player group that decides how much fate to go on the character for five minutes. <laughs> and, uh, you know, there's the there's that, you know, the hangover moment, I think, where the math... <laughs> just <laughs> swirls through the head and which is fine but also uh, coming back to your time limit discussion earlier about mm. worlds you really have to build a deck that can win in pro- honestly the reality is 30 minutes so your deck has to be able to spend 30 minutes of time yeah winning maybe even 20 or at least getting to tiebreaker advantage uh, superiority yeah yeah because there's going to be some droolers right there's going to be some people who are like Knuckle draggers taking an <laughs> one of them. hour. <laughs> uh, that hour, they're going to take as close to the hour as uh, of that time off you. There'll be there'll be the deck of that you'll fear, which is the monk. It's a monk phoenix deck that plays void fist, and all it does is just push you away from breaking. Yeah. And it runs Kanjo on one <laughs> box, and it runs waning, and you just slow the game down to a crawl. <laughs> okay. You could build I, like you could build a prison deck in L five R pretty pretty solidly soon. I think. The only thing that gets around is covert. I'm really worried about coming so up just against just like mod wins all the way. Yeah. Yeah. No. To, like. To, yeah. To the middle you of just, the pack. You just. Yeah. You make, <laughs> no, if you think about it, you make them expend all their resources, and you just sit there thinking, and then you just void. Yeah. Like you, they do all their stuff, and then you void fist or conjure them home, and it. it every time I've versed a phoenix and they've got conjure, the game goes for like double the time. Yeah. And I'll eventually probably win, but it just takes double the time because you're losing a conflict each, you know, you're losing a, a character each turn. Which is so, the, so the aim of the deck is just to infuriate people. <laughs> just give them brain well, cancer by making them that angry. So I want to advocate for this actual style of play, right? Like he's talking about this deck and I'm going, can you actually do that? I reckon you can. I reckon if you can get up on tiebreakers and then delay the game, Surely that's a legitimate strategy, right? You've got to win by you're five gonna, you're to guarantee get, the You're going to get mod wins. You're going to get six points. Like, big fucking deal. You're Day gonna... one, it doesn't matter. Day one, you, you just to need to go 4-2. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll say you're going to have seven guys at the end of day one who are just furious <laughs> at you. They're going to corner you out the back of the toilets at the end of the day and make sure you're in a hospital one day too. They're going to find me strangled in a snowdrift somewhere. <laughs> It's going to be like Fargo, boys. Yeah. What, Aussie what was, Fargo. The, what was the, the final sorry, card? The splash card, the restricted card for that deck, by the way, is Momotus Fury. Just oh, yes, wondering. of course. Of course. <laughs> Just after all yeah. time waste. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So uh, let's go to this final card. It's a zero cost Scorpion event. Make an opening. Two influence. Action during a conflict in which you control a participating character. Choose a participating character controlled by your opponent. That character gets minus X mil and minus X pole until the end of the conflict where X is the difference between the bid on your honor dial and that of your opponent. 
So it doesn't say um, that your dial has to be smaller or larger. So no. if they bid five and you bid one that turn, yep, you can give someone minus four, minus four. Yep. So this pairs well with like kill effects like Shoujo and Aramora. Seems kind of janky for now. It's a little hard. The conditions are a bit hard, but uh, you, it's got cool art. Are you guys getting worried that because they're printing so many cards that have a difference in dial bid or if it's higher or lower that it really kind of is promoting maze of illusion to the point where i go yeah i go that's, I go, that's I go, my deepest fear i go if i want to play this set of cards i have that to run maze. that's the enabler card yeah um and, and that is i'm happy about it personally. that is the <laughs> single worst card in the game in my opinion like in terms of design philosophy it's it's fundamentally flawed like coin flips are just not fun by their very definition, they're not fun. Yeah. You know what's Whoever fun? Designed that it's card should be. It's it's but it's that it's that there's now I think we've seen maybe five cards from the pack, including maybe it's five and then there's is there two from the old from the elemental cycle? There's Web there's of Lies. Web of I can lies. swim. Yeah, and oh I can swim. So there's yeah, two web of good lies. omens. Good omens, bro. Yeah. <laughs> that's right, that's yeah, a card. True. And uh, no, not contingency plan. So if you're wanting to assassinate someone, um, the other card, the Shinobi uh, Discourage Pursuit, is a little more reliable, right? If you're playing Aramora yeah, to kill so. guys. I don't know. I mean, it's a strong effect, right? If there is a big difference. Shinobi, right? And yeah, like a lot of games you get into... No, it doesn't. And yeah. a lot of games you get into a, a bid five rhythm with your opponent and you can just... I've got two of these in my hand. This turn, I'm going to crush this turn. It, I bid one, flip the honor, and then start handing out it, huge it, skill penalties. It also means that when you... You know, often you'll trade bonsais. Yeah. You can now reliably, instead of having a one in, you know, three out of 40 to draw bonsai, you now have six because three of them can negate the bonsai. Yeah. Two, of them are, two of them are in quotes reliable. And can I just okay. say, uh, massing at twilight, hello, oh, minus my four, God. minus four. Pew, my favorite province. <laughs> <laughs> um, if, Dragon, I, if Dragon didn't have like three threes for three, that, would, that province could actually... Yeah. Have potential. I like to point counterpoint the enjoyment of uh, coin tosses. Is this is an Australian podcast, and two up is the national Australian gambling game. Yeah, do you guys hate your heritage? You two, I <laughs> fucking love Maze of Illusion. <laughs> really? Honestly, yeah. <laughs> he, he says saying yes and not shaking. His Dude, head. it's in my it's in my Discord display picture. It's my, it's my face with a big grin with the maze art behind it. Like, yeah, I, like- I can't wait. You come back from Worlds telling a, a bad beat story. How you're, you know, you're in the semis cut. Dude, I'm a degenerate. I love it. <laughs> and you're one province away from winning and you get like triple mazed and lose all of them and then just lose the game and go on tilt and quit forever. I think well, you know what? That, that'll probably happen and I won't eat crow because I never eat crow. I just, I just uh, pretend I never said it and move on. <laughs> run, 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 maze, maze. Maze, maze, maze. You'll still buy the exciting new product coming and announced next week. Oh, the new exciting product. What, sleeves? Are we talking about province <laughs> sleeves? Or? Something, something a bit more exciting than that. I can we, can we reflect dice. on those sleeves that they announced? We, I think we, we already covered it, right? I said I said it really, it really makes, you know, some dynamic and obvious things a bit more complicated. Because I think Merlin wanted to put the conflict deck. But then you were going to judge call to your table yeah, every yeah. five minutes because you'll go to draw a card from yeah. the yeah. Yeah. Side. Yeah. So, so you show up to Worlds with one of those two-player mats and you just yes. place it over your opponent's mat. You play with the corset cardboard tokens. 
and you got the sleeves on the wrong way. That would be as <laughs> offensive as possible. And like, and don't bathe for three days before you sit <laughs> yeah. down. So you're just like, you dialed it up to 11 on every front. If you really want... Just to- say you're cosplaying, you know, like a, st- a street waif. And also, <laughs> also, make sure you bring a piece of paper... That says, um, you know, I've taken a vow of silence. So, <laughs> and you can only speak, and you've got like text lay, So you have like type in text, and then it will like on a little computer screen that has that shitty robot voice. No, they're gonna love us in Minnesota. <laughs> I bid five. <laughs> so what you, what you could do is go to the bathroom when time starts. So you speak, you'll have five minutes at the start of the round to go to the bathroom, right? So you go for five minutes. What at the start after the clock? <laughs> yeah, is you've got five started? minutes to be at your table. That's yeah. not true. Iron Man fight. Iron Man. Get started. out of here. When yeah. I went to the bathroom if, in San Francisco, they paused our yeah. individual clock and gave us an extension equal to the time one of us was, was away. Was this Cascade or FFG running? Cascade. Out? Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't I, look. FFG is great. So we're all playing so Lion like, Rush. Yes, we can just win. You can waste five minutes of the actual so, so allotted game time to go to the in bathroom. the bathroom. Yeah. So if you're against a, if you're Man, against if you're against crab or dragon, like <laughs> <laughs> you hurt their chances. <laughs> I don't advocate that. It's just I'm just saying that there's weird rules that make it really unfair. Because I really think like you're saying with the individual clocks, having chess clocks would just solve every issue. No, yeah. Because then absolutely, then, then, I think it's impossible practically though in a why, live. Game. Why not in a live game? Why? Man, I guess just, they do it in chess, right? You'd have to press right? the button a thousand times in a match. Because so there's pass, so many pass, times pass, when pass. it goes to different focus. Yeah. It's really, really I think hard. it's just totally out. Didn't in, we already try this? With we, like I tried it with you. Yeah, you guys tried it. Clock. It was terrible. Well, I was concentrating far much more far more on making sure <laughs> Winning I press the, clock. the button in time <laughs> than I did. I couldn't think about the game because I was thinking about this chess thing. You don't have to rush to say pass. It's just if you choose to think for that long after each decision... You should get punished because you're eating up so much of your oh, yeah. time. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I just, I, I absolutely agree with the principle. I think in practice, it's very difficult. I was speaking to Vasilis, um, Bill Kirill's army, about this problem. Yeah, and he's a he's a former Yu Gi Oh uh, judge, <laughs> and he says he reckons he disqualifies about half the players in his tournaments, and he once threatened a dude with a katana. So. I, 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 <laughs> I'm, I'm all for the more active judging approach. Just get on the case. If someone's trying to slow roll you, yeah. call someone over. Um, that's how Anil judged it in San Francisco. It worked really well where if you ever felt like the game was, you know, something was happening or they were taking too long, you just... I think active judging fixes that better than... More practically anyway than a chess clock. That's why you run things like Wayne. As I said, you're going to put it in the cards. Oh, yeah. Wayne yeah. You're going to play the stall. <laughs> mon- mon- three monos, stall. three consumes. You just reset every turn. Slow it down. Just all debuffs, no buffs. See, this is so... Yeah, it's a scorpion. We, all, for sure. we, we all laugh this week. In one year's time, I don't know. We might all be crying a bit. Dude, to be honest, if I could win reliably by tiebreak, that would be my preferred method of victory. I would love to do that. Do we... Uh, yeah, all right. So I think we spent enough time on the cards there. Do we want to move on to some listener questions? It's that time of the night. Everyone's favorite segment. How much influence was that card? Sorry, the last card. Two. Yeah, uh, make an opening. It's, yeah. it's not roll locked. It's not elemental locked. No roll locking. Have you guys noticed that? Yeah. Are there great. any roll lock sh- stuff in the score pack? I don't I think, think there is. I think in the clan packs. Oh, oh there was the um, Kami's yeah. Keeper and Seeker. Oh, yeah. that's. Mm. I think keep, Keeper only or Seeker only, I am fine with personally. So interesting. Stolen Secrets is three influence. That makes me think in playtest combo stuff. They've, they've been thinking about it. Yeah. And Collector is one, which is great. Like, imagine if you could pull your opponent's talisman and you play it and they can't play theirs. Yeah. 
there you go. That's why, why it's three. And th- I, I think it's oh, because of the variance of like, you can look at the four and pull the four best cards in the deck and then actively pick the one that gives you the best advantage. Or you could pull, or you could pull like things that require like a Shinobi or like just some sort of set of cards that don't enable anything reliable for you. This card is also so much better if you're locked in one bids because then you get to decide their next four turns excluding ancillary card yeah, draw true, of, yeah. their, of their hand, which is pretty hot. Or three turns, I guess. Oh, so you put the other four cards back in, in any order. Your order. Yeah, yeah. Right. And you don't okay. have to show them any of them. You don't show them the one you choose. We're you figuring choose. this card out as we go through this yeah. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I still think it's <laughs> shit. Never play it. One out of five. Um, yeah, I mean, so. it's, yeah, it's a huge cost. Yeah. I reckon I'd play Judy. I put Judy in there every time. Oh, yeah. Still there, Judy. Play two Judys in a game. <sighs> All right, so uh, we got a bunch of questions. So thanks everybody that submitted questions. I'm probably going to skip ones that we feel like we've already answered. Just take the, the best three, so hey? The best, the best, of best the, of the best. best of the lot. Uh, so we have we, been talking a lot quality, about attachment hate. Here and in quality control, we've uh, we've upped the ante. The questions now need to be L5R related, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> and they should be directed towards uh, any element of L5R. But don't worry, listeners, we're not changing brands. We're still. <laughs> Brand identity was still very lo-fi. That's okay, that's... mild editing, mild question filter. No Star Wars Destiny questions. No more marriage propositions for Ben. That too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taken. Sorry, All right. Got a wife. So we have we have just briefly touched on the topic, but I think maybe it's worth a little bit more serious discussion. What uh, with the conflict deck nonsense that Scorpion has, has Dishonor Mill become something realistic or still delicious jank? Oh, dishonor, jank. dishonor mill. It's so like I think the question is: Can you pressure the opponent's hand in the same way that you pressure provinces or honor and things like that? Milling is exactly like as if you didn't draw the card. So, like in a way, you know, the best is that you mill their best cards. The worst case is that you filter their deck for for the best cards because there's not enough effects in the game that rely you. Because you're because you're discarding. It's even worse than worse that, right? Cards. Because you've got card like Mitsu that completely unnecessarily ridiculously powerful dragon card they printed like if you're if you're milling a dragon deck you're putting void fists in their discard pile for them to play <laughs> from their discard pile well, what is actually in the mill toolkit right now it's the heartless intimidator is yeah. that about it are yeah. there any so, other so oracle of stone ish so, so if yeah, you, if I you mean, get to spines. if you get all three intimidators out you actually it's a lot. a lot a lot you can get you okay, so, quite far. so here's my question realistically you're going to get two and even with two up it's just pretty scary I, I, often yeah. i've gotten Often, the reality is that you get them down to like six honor, and they then they shuffle back through, right? Yeah. But like you've lost it at that point, they're on your box because you've been focusing all your yeah. cards on just need one back. On yeah, so so the, the goal the goal is to get the deck to recycle, so they get a five honor hit and it accelerates your dishonor, right? But yep. the only way that's going to happen in a real game against a thinking opponent is if you're in you've been locked in five bids for a few turns in a row because you're just never going to mill a whole deck. And in that case, like if your whole deck is dis- trying to dishonor, and they're bidding, they're able to bid five five turns in a row, you've already lost. The game's over. So, I think you're better off just focusing on if you want to dishonor your opponent. That's all well and good, but but the mill thing is just a bit it, of flavor right it's now. Like, it's interesting, like because the it against good players, sure, but like watch like watch Commander Heartless Intimidate is actually like a yeah. legitimate. The thing. way the way to play it is with. Crab Splash and you reprieve your Heartless Intimidator to keep around another turn with the Watch Commander on her and all of a sudden it gets a bit scary. But ultimately, it's a Dishonor strat. So, you know, 
they flip a sami or a bonsai garden or whatever the whole thing goes in the yeah. toilet all right well ben, let's let's and cover it too with the recur there's too many there's two decks now that have recursion yeah so yeah. let's segue into the next question uh chris carlisle just started to listen recently thanks man love the show thanks man you guys are hilarious Thanks, man. I'll take those directly at me. So thank you, Chris. Appreciate that. Uh, I'm looking to try and build a new Scorpion deck as a kill deck. Do you think that might be a viable archetype with the clan pack coming up? It's already viable, mate. What are you talking about? You already got one? We could, we could, we could, we could Tetsubo, we could, baby. We could Tetsubo on <laughs> showed you uh, with the... With the card that, uh with the seal of the crab, so you make showed you a berserker. Wasn't there a? Wasn't <laughs> so there then, a... Then, then, so then the character zero until the end of the conflict, and showed you just auto kills. I'm sure that there's like one listener who loves these crazy things Glenn comes up with. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure that, I, that guy's I, I'm sure it's me on playback. <laughs> but you could make um, Aramora, right? Like make him a. Uh, so what's his make a berserker? berserker for people like me? Crab. What's his ability? Because I haven't looked at him. It's like five force. He's kind of like a reverse shoju. It's like military. So if they military, yeah. If they hit zero he, military, he dishonors himself to he, do he it. He dishonors right? himself yeah. to yeah. make them minus two, yeah. and they die if they zero. And if once, zero force, once per turn, not twice. Yeah, yeah, once per turn, but it's neg two at once. Yeah, uh, so it's full military. So coupled with like discourage pursuit. He's good. He gets pretty poked. But with, with a wicked Tetsubo, if he joins the Berserker crew, he can just auto kill. <laughs> I think well, there's, yeah. I think there's and if a you've read the latest fiction, like that guy he is not far off. a little bit of a Berserker, he's, right? He's just angry. Well, like He's mad that he I'd lost the- I'd be furious the, too if my wife was like in the firing line. <laughs> yeah. He's also mad that he lost to Taturi in the uh, Emerald Championship. Oh, loser. Just, Big just, loser. Yeah, Scorpion loser guy. And Yujiro, like, you know what? I don't respect Bishi Yujiro in this this No? You're not a fan? I was a huge Yujiro fan. But Yujiro is just like jeering at him, teasing him. So in, in the fiction, is Asami like sculpted- to look like Kachiko, like she's her body double, right? Yeah, and she looks. Aramoro is Kachiko's Yojimbo. Yeah, but Asami is pretending to be Kachiko, yeah. so he's he's sleeping with a woman who looks like another woman. But get this, it's even more twisted. So Aramoro, <laughs> Bayushi Aramoro, he's got a brother that's named Bayushi Shoju, and Bayushi Shoju <laughs> is married to. Kachiko. Oh, hang on, they're brothers. Yeah, so he's. Boning a woman who looks like his brother's wife, but is actually his <laughs> wife. Wait, wait, But he's sworn to protect his brother's wife, and his own wife can just—it's her job but to die. It for gets better. His brother's wife. It gets even better because Aramoro, prior to Shouju getting married, Aramoro was in love with Kachiko, and he was pissed when Shouju got to marry her. Sounds like a bit of a Robert De Niro <laughs> king of comedy. So now he's like a love. So now, like a love so now he is. To be clear, now he is. He is banging someone. He is married to somebody who looks like the woman that he loves, which is Boshi Kachiko. <laughs> yeah, but he's yeah. That's pretty. That's kind <laughs> it's of messed super up. messed up. It's like days of our lives. Like I, I was just four the other ways to kill people. Oh yeah, I was thinking about the cards. <laughs> I was too. like, I was like, I was like, Mark of Shane. Uh, I can swim. Yep. Those are things that are viable. Noble sacrifice. Noble sack. The Abedini Honor. The province. Yeah. That's a kill condition. I was thinking also that there's also these cards coming out in the clan pack that also give you, like that one we just discussed before, that give you negative stat. So there's a lot more potential to keep, you know, negatively setting someone. Oh. Something, something that I kept running. What is it Tainted Koku? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah that's fun. Mm-hmm. It's I, so yeah, I, I used to use Shoju to kill someone and then move all the negs. I think yeah, it was off that guy. Another 
I killed like three characters <laughs> all in a row. I, I can swim into sh- then triggering Shoji's ability that I'd already put onto someone because the Tainted Kokus went onto the character. Yeah, that's right. hot. And then, then went onto the third character and then I assassinated them or something. Do you think they'll ever bring in like a burn effect like in Thrones where if you reach, you know, there was that plot in Thrones that gave you negative one across the board Ooh. and... and- I think the uh, default winter, position, winter, yeah, yeah, that's the yeah. one. Yeah, it's, and the it's default position in Thrones was if you ever reach zero, you just died. It's, no, like if the card effects, effect the card effects yeah. will say if your strength is reduced to zero, um, the character like, yeah, dies. Yeah, yeah. Plot and so when you set, it. so when you set them to zero, but that that was built into that plot. Right? I think it was winter, built into that plot. Like, that plot was absolutely it gave brutal. it gave everything negative one, and if they reach zero, they just died. Targaryen, Targaryen now have like four cards that do that. So there's one that's like neg four, and they die if they hit zero. I'm actually oh, yeah. Draca- then, Dracarys, right? Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. and then Danny has the ability that each time you play an event, you neg one, so you can like get a seven. I swear there. to our listeners, rollers out there, we are sticking with L five R despite despite this talk of Vitas and Game of Thrones. It's because it's because FFG like to recycle things. Oh, yeah, the game. yeah, they yeah. have the same name and it's Iron Mind is the exact same, same text. Yeah, the great Iron Mind. Iron Mind's a nice throwback as well. Yes, yeah, for old five R. Um, just to answer that question quickly, uh, I actually have brought a deck tonight that's got a lot of kill effects, so I'm testing that out. I think it's really good as a sub-theme and not the main part of your deck. Uh, so I would try try and play with like a little suite of it because those cards are good in and of themselves. Like Sinister Soshi is a good card. Mm. Um, so yeah, I think it's definitely possible and I wouldn't go all that all in that direction but I would definitely try it out and I'm excited for that for that to come don't, through I mean the, the, the real across. problem is at the moment for any kill effect or kill focus deck is dragon right because they're running reprieves and they're running finger of jade so unless you've realistically got a way to get around those attachments then well you're spending a thing, lot of effort for good nothing. thing with uh, showed you and now discouraged pursuit and this new card right is we showed you it doesn't matter if they're persistent reprieve. effects it's yeah. persistent effects yeah. so which yeah. is like Targaryen burn yeah, yeah exactly yeah. so yeah. it's really cool well it's the so, it's the finger of jade that stops it there because you just the finger of jade stops you the prevent Shoji. the action yeah, and yeah. it yeah. seems like we've got a few extra tools to deal with that finger of jade as of yeah that's yeah. Yeah. Courtier. Fancy Courtier. Hubba, hubba. Yeah. all right what's our what's our last one well it's a nice it's a nice uh segue actually i reckon we should do two more two more all right melon so how much attachment hate or event cancel is too much in a deck I reckon that is going to come up a bunch. Of I times don't understand tonight. this question. <laughs> <laughs> have, you, have you ran? Have you ran the the nine card? card well, Jay can cancel? talk about this because you played a lot of nine cancel crane around core and first arc with the the scorp splash. When yeah, Sencha first I mean came that out. was a really long time ago, though. Yeah, um, I mean it was good out of core, but I haven't done it since, so I really couldn't say. Like there is a cost eventually could... to not play, playing proactive effects for your own win condition and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think the fact that Crab won half the co-ties without event control says that your deck doesn't have to have it to do well. It's probably changed now. I think maybe. attachment control is definitely yeah. becoming more I think more we would play important. the game differently if we went back and played like triple core again. Just like vanilla WoW. Yeah, like, just, just like reset that. it back I'd be core. going first and buying Lion's Pride Brawler with no fate, just like the old <laughs> days. <maybe. laughs> yeah, I all think, right. I think the, the other thing to consider there is if like... You know, we, we, there's actually a lot of attachment control. Like Dragon could theoretically run, uh, let go, calling in favors, and mere mystics, but they don't because they don't need to. Like three let goes is sufficient enough to be able to control the key attachments from an opponent's deck. And also it, because of all the attachment call already, no one's running the big two cost or three cost attachments. attachments. 
which is sad because like they have really cool potent effects. I, I think a good answer to this question is in the rise and fall of censure in a lot of decks and how nowadays even clans like Phoenix that can reliably acquire the favor have sort of ditched censure in favor of stuff like um, Finger of Jade for the most part um, is a good is, is a good way to look at this question. I think that um, event cancel, there are other ways to deal with events like uh, like Glenn was saying. Uh, attachments, if, if a cloud sticks in your big guy, you are hosed. So I think... Also, another example of this is Mia Mystic was derided for the first, I don't know, six months to eight months of the, of the game. Nobody played it and you were laughed at if you played it. Now he's ubiquitous. And now you, ha- you, well, you have to play him. If yep. you don't play him, how do you deal with attachments? You, if you don't splash. Yeah, if you don't splash Dragon and Scorpion, yeah. you have to. Well, yeah, even I mean, if you, you do. You're probably doing both, yeah. right? I think, in, you think, Anil, I think Anil argued that in Dragon you do still because it gives you the advantage in the mirror if they don't. Yep. <laughs> yeah, att- attachments really are the, the key card type right now. Um, we'll see if it changes but yeah I would definitely max that out in your decks and event cancel if you have some problem events that, that screw up your, your strategy then maybe it's time to increase that can we just explore that just briefly why is it that attachments are the strongest right now is it because people have worked out and solved that keeping your characters around for more turns gives you like more value yeah for every so- turn that that character is in play <laughs> with the attachment on it you're getting extra value yeah. out of it so yeah so like I think it's called crab. Isn't that just like, the perfect argument for why reprieve is something that just reprieve needs reprieve needs to go. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's wrap it up with this one. I love this question actually. What in-game habit do you wish you could break? For example, I find it harder to deal to harder to stop myself from overextending when I play unicorn than I do when I play phoenix, especially on turn one. Who, who asked that question? It would be going on uh, furious tilt whenever Kanjo District gets flipped up. <laughs> <laughs> you have a, you have a list man. of things that you go on tilt no, man, for. Even before, when we had that game before. Like, I've been waiting to come here all week. I had a bourbon. I was all happy. And you flip Kanjo. Kanjo District. You flipped Kanjo on a broken province. So it was gone next turn. And I still mm. became enraged. <laughs> by and Merlin's a nice guy. He's a good opponent. I'm in his house. I feel bad. I feel bad playing it. And you, you feel get, bad having it played did against Did you get PTSD you. from when... Um, Ben flipped Hidden Moon Dojo and Imperial Palace on the first turn. Uh, <laughs> well, he just conceded. So yeah, so yeah, I conceded it. immediately. I was so excited. That was to the have first that card. time you had seen that card ever. It was like brand new. <laughs> yeah. You busted it out of your pack. You put it in a slip. You flopped it, and I conceded. Knowing, <laughs> knowing, knowing, Benny probably had three of each in the deck. <laughs> yeah. This is actually a really good question, though. So, so who asked the question? Yeah, uh, a fellow by the name of Greg. I can't pronounce his last name. Shout out to Greg. Thanks, Greg. Greg, Greg P. Thanks, man. Greggy P. Well, we all have habits, and some of them are like subconscious. I think I'm trying to think of what I do that I wish. Um, I got to stop picking my nose. That's probably my worst habit. It's one to play that gives you an edge, man. Yeah. Well, I think if you put booger on someone else's card, you can put him on tilt. I think. Yeah. That's fair. <laughs> Ben's bad habit is in the deck building process. <laughs> <laughs> Putting in charge of Pathfinder's. That's a great habit. He's gets, he, he gets really excited by the card combos. He's like, well, I've discovered this new combo, guys. The ultimate irony for Ben is that he, our only win for the Australians in the World Cup was a, a game he won by DQ. <laughs> DQ. <laughs> Well, that was oh, great. Really? Yeah. yeah. Someone, someone played a card that wasn't on their list. You, 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 oh, no, NZ won a game. Did you miss, NZ, no, did NZ you did miss that game? game yeah. 
I, I got told the story about the DQ, which is a great story. Yeah, but you can I didn't realize you guys we've got, got it. So we've got it on video. We got, we got thrashed. I got, uh, I got beaten a mirror, beat by a unicorn. Dragon, right? Yeah, no, I didn't play my third game. I didn't play it. So. Yeah. But um, uh, to my quick answer to this is sometimes um, when I uh, when my opponent is taking a long time, I get like micro tilt and start getting distracted and thinking about other things. And it definitely hurts my performance. So I just need to be a little bit more patient. Um, and sometimes you don't need to be patient in a cold judge, but I think in a live event when there's high stakes, you don't feel that way. Like you're just continuously focused. But when you're at home playing on Jigoku, it's easy to slip into like a, a sort of um, passive mindset and then you're thinking about other things. And that definitely throws my game off. So that's one thing I need to fix. I think mine's just like, you know, we can flash back to the final of Kotai where Ben's just fate worse than death me. And my face just dropped. And I just was very, very telegraphed that my hand had no, no solution, no answer. Ah, you won. You got there. <laughs> but it's just, I, I'm very, obvi- I'm very aware that like, I don't have a poker face. I'm very, because I don't treat these games as poker. I'm very much like, I don't have, like, it's much more binary for me where it's like, I don't have the answer. You just need, a, you just need to more believe in yourself, man. We all believed in you before that Kotai. After I went the 05. Little, the little crab yeah, I still believed in you. How the cards, bro. How the That's cards. it. Watch some so more Yu Gi Oh! So, my habit would be, I guess, in reflection, that was a really good question. Um, to just be a bit more Netrunner ish and not let people know that I'm flooded with agendas. Right, <laughs> <laughs> you, Merlin, you got a bad habit? Uh, I, I'm kind of like Bert. I kind of get into this weird head, uh, like circular thought process where you're just thinking, what about this? What about that? What about this? What's the best choice? And then eventually, Eventually, you kind of, you know, what's the difference between these choices? And it turns out there's actually no difference. So just fucking pick one. Yeah. So I get, I go get, with your gut. Most I get of the time. that. Yeah. All right. Well, that was the last question, right? It certainly was. That was a great question. So, Thank you. so I think just before we wrap, I was thinking uh, instead of final thoughts, which seems to produce nothing every time we ask around the, the table, is this idea of what was something that happened to you this week, whether you, what you saw or a board game you played, but just something that you went, that's Mintox. Like, what was one cool thing? <laughs> the Mintox. The, yeah, the I Mintox. think it was when Mintox Ben means. said, Mintox is, that's Mintox. It's a Western Australian thing. It's kind of like... <laughs> I abstain from this question. <laughs> go on, go on. It's kind of like radical. Like, oh, okay. It was, a, it was a real 80s thing. Yeah. Oh, I would like, like to... Mint, mint was good. Like, yeah. you saw something it's great. Like swell. Say, oh, man, that's Mint. But then you but shortened it, it to Mintox. Good, it would be Mintox. <laughs> yeah. I was like the next level. So, so for me, my one Mintox thing, and we'll go around the table, I'm just giving people a chance to actually think about it because I didn't tell them that we we're going to do this. Um, lo-fi, I saw, lo-fi shit, right? Yeah. There's a, and this is great for gamers, there's a documentary that hit Netflix last week. It's called AlphaGo, and it's about uh, the Google DeepMind, this AI team, some AI company that Google acquired, and they've developed this machine learning algorithm to get really good at Go, and it shows the um, these players, these champion players from around the world pit their skills against this machine learning, and Go is one of the most complicated uh, board games out there, and it's known to be something that's creative and beautiful, and it's one of the four ancient arts of... Uh, ancient uh china it's like a national sport there's like a yeah. hundred million people watch that match yeah so 80 get, million people watch so you get to see match. you get to see a professional nine down which is the absolute top rank player face off against deep mind and i will tell you it was Mintox. it was mintox it it's great i'll go uh totally unrelated to gaming yeah. um i mean this i Recently got into podcasts a bit and one of the ones, I'm probably pretty late and a lot of the listeners will, will know this one, but 
I really enjoyed Dan Carlin's hardcore history. <laughs> oh, yeah. And listening to one where he goes into the Caesar's genocide of ancient Gaul. It's like, I was for like five hours, but yeah. I couldn't put it, stop listening once I started. It was fucking phenomenal. So, so. the Romans invaded? Yeah. Caesar just yeah, he annihilated. Was it was and, like, like it was on par with the World War, the scale of World War II thing. And, and Let, to be it was clear... More, it was to, more economical than that, but to be clear, as Hidden City Roller podcast, we do not officially endorse the ethnic cleansing of Gauls. <laughs> <laughs> no, hug a Gaul Gauls. tomorrow, please. On my yeah, hug a Gaul. <laughs> <laughs> did they go into the battle he fought with the walls? Where they, where he, Caesar built a wall around his army that was trying to break into a wall? Yes. Yeah, so yes, that was the that was basically the final the final pivotal battle. Yeah, um, like at the place was called Elysia. Yeah. And he built a, f- a fortification around this place because he was sieging it that went all the way around, like 100 miles around. And then he realized that they had a reserve army coming to attack him. So he built a wall around the backside of his army. So his army was between two walls. It was fucking crazy. So they were attacking a walled city and defending the wall that they had built around their army. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Berserk. Yeah, go listen to that. That's fucking grass. All right, well, back on the L5R front, I can't remember whether I mentioned it uh, last time or not, but there was a World Cup game, I think it was Lion versus Crane, uh, that I cast with a bunch of the Aussies here at the end of the group stage, which was really good. I think people should go check it out because it is a really interesting Lion uh, deck and it got really tense towards the end. I won't spoil the ending for anybody that does want to go watch. We'll put the linky in the uh, mm. description. Yeah, all I can say is fuck yeah, you're a Tomo. I love it. Uh, I probably have the most 80s thing yes. to, to talk about. Uh, the Transformers card game came out. Ah, so, so good. Uh, it's fast and I think there's more depth than what people will give it. Who produced it? Uh, Wizards, Wizards of the Coast. Okay. So the only warning I have there is that they don't support a game that's not called Magic. So mm. it's going to be hard, but you get giant Transformer cards. Oh, wicked. That, um, and all the art is from the 80s. Can I play Starscream? You can play You can play the Planes deck with Starscream as the, the oh, combo enabler. Glenn, Glenn, will it change my life? I think it will. It, it, it is. Definitely, it's light and fun and it's yeah. fast and you play a game in 15 minutes. Is it a CCG? Genuinely, LCG? Yeah, it's a CCG. Oh, that's the only, no way. That's the only it, issue. Can I play it for free online and never have to pay for a card? No, I'm not going to do it, but it sounds can, cool. You can be like, Glenn, let's give it a try. I'll bring my stuff. Yeah, so cool. you can do this Dinobots and there's insect, uh, Insectacons. It's a CCG though. Forget about it. I would rather play my dead games that take four and a half hours personally. Yeah. I like the idea though. If you're playing Transformers, the card game. If you're playing Dinobots, you must and like you bring Grimlock out. You speak in the third person. Me, Grimlock. Me, Ben. Please. Ferocious <laughs> roar. Tap this Energon cube. Anyway, I only know one other person that been playing it. So hit me up if you want. It. <laughs> <laughs> hey, how many games are you playing at the moment, Glenn? Too many. Uh, I think I'm at eight. <laughs> you're starting to be a doctor. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you're starting to be a world champion at eight games, I think. Um, right. I'm looking forward to going... Oh, the other exciting thing is uh, Netrunner Nationals is next week here in Australia uh, before Wizards of the Coast takes the license back in about two weeks. All right. Um, oh, and yeah, game shuts down. Yeah, right? so, yeah, very so that's exciting too. R.I.P. Uh, I'm going to go uh, 3-0 with my Corp deck and 0-3 with my Runner deck. Because my win rate online is that. It's <laughs> <laughs> I win with Corp and lose a runner. Come on, Jay. Anything from you, uh, Mintox, we're playing a board game at the moment called Charterstone, which is <gasps> made by Jamie Stagmire, who's the dude who 
did Scythe, if anyone out there plays Scythe. Is it Stonemaier Games? It's, yeah, yeah, it's on, yeah. Um, Stonemaier, sorry, not Stagmire. Um, it's a legacy game. It's really fun engine buildery, kind of Euro style, but if that's your jam, uh, it is definitely Mintox. And it's gateway as well, so you can play it, you can absolutely play it with people who are a little bit more casual. You don't have to be a heavy, hardcore gamer to play yeah, it. Yeah, we're playing with a couple of casual board gamers and they're really having fun like one of our players i think he's like 13 years old yeah um and he's actually owning us he's figured out some combo which seems off curve you can see the blood start to boil in his neck i actually googled it while we were playing <laughs> to see if this is an acknowledged broken combo he, oh, was, he was getting very salty at somebody who's like he's a quarter of old. your age <laughs> there's a thing with jay that he plays his children at cards <laughs> I don't mind it if I win. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Rollers, for tuning in. And uh, until next week, we've been people that have been podcasting to you. Let's go play some cards. <laughs>